So we got a special episode today. Yeah, so this is going to be a bit of a, a commemorative episode for episode 125. We have a special episode, and we are saying farewell to Trevor and Vince here. The 2.0 Air the Substance is coming to a close here. We've got an episode just kind of celebrating uh, this era, celebrating our time together as co-hosts, honoring Vincent, honoring Trevor. Uh, looking back at the time, you're going to hear some audio here from some former guests. Got an interview with Trevor and myself here. Um, just kind of looking back, acknowledging what we did, and kind of talking about the future. Listeners who enjoyed and benefited from our era, I think uh, we would just like to join them in in just marking this occasion before we go forward, because we don't want to be like, well, Trevor's gone, Vince is gone, we're going to keep challenging on. Hopefully, we will go on without too much of a hiccup, but just wanted to kind of mark this time, look back, and uh, wanted to do that with you guys. Awesome. Well, man, I enjoyed this interview and I hope the listeners have a good time with it as well and are super excited for um, whatever's next for the substance. Enjoy. Vincent, this is Kyle Strobel, brother. I am thankful that we have had our paths connect. Um, you got to love that podcasting <laughs> brings folks together that might not normally kind of cross paths and um, it has been a blessing to get to know you and to interact with you and to hear your heart and, and all the Lord has for you. And I, I pray that this next season for you will be a particularly fruitful one, that you would be growing and that you would be filled with the Spirit as you seek Him. When I, when I think of you and I think of our conversations, I, I think of your heart for questions about power, questions about what it means to be faithful to our Lord, um, may, may you continually ask these questions. May you continually seek to know and understand what does it really look like, um, not just theoretically, but practically, that his power is made perfect in our weakness. Um, may the grace of the Lord be with you, brother. I, I, I hope that this is a, 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 good, a good season you're entering into. I know that kind of leaving this behind will be difficult. Um, I know how much your heart is in it. So um, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord have his face shine upon you, and may he be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, and may he give you peace. Bless you, brother. I hope this is a, a blessing and an encouragement to you. Peace to you, my friend. Hey, Substance guys. This is Courtney Ellis. You had me on your podcast a while back to talk about one of my books, and it was such a delight to be with you. I'm just calling to wish Trevor and Vince the best in their future endeavors. I'm so glad Substance is going to carry on, um, and I wish Phil the best, too, in, in carrying the torch. But thank you for the work that you do, the way that you are a faithful Christian witness that seeks to um, have really deep, thoughtful conversations about topics as light as pop culture and as deep as theology. I'm grateful for the work that you do, and I'm excited to keep listening. You've landed on The Substance, a podcast aimed at being biblical, thoughtful, and human. Join us every other week as we engage the culture without the culture war. I'm your host, Trevor Aiken, joined here by my lifelong friend and co-host, Philip. How's it going, man? Hey, man. How's it going, it's, buddy? It's going pretty good. Back here, recording again. Back here. With you. It's, it's pretty exciting. And welcome to The Substance. Friends, if you're new here, if this is your first time. This would be a wild first episode. This would be somebody. a wild first episode. Honestly, like... Maybe maybe a good summary in ways of things. Um, it's true. Based on how we're going to be looking at stuff. But yeah, probably as you'll hear in this episode, we're a Christian variety show. Every other week, we talk for an hour or so about stuff related to Christianity, culture, arts. We've got guests on all the time. Some of my favorite previous guests include Kyle Strobel, Ethan McCauley, Jamar Tisby, Many others. I mean, I enjoyed so many of the so many of the guests, but those those are the top ones that come to mind for me. It's we've been doing this for a minute. Yeah, dude. I just checked the feed to see when uh, January of 2019. Dude. So, bro, that's like it's been a fun ride. Four years and change with that year and a half gap that we addressed for sure, <laughs> for sure, previously. But 
Been doing it a long time. Absolutely, yeah. Hundred and twenty some episodes, bud. And like, and who knows how many we, shout outs? Holy cow! <laughs> we, I mean, we've known each other for our whole lives. So we've had tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of conversations. But we've done, we've done over a hundred of these, um, over hundred and twenty five structured, recorded conversations intended for public consumption in some way. Yeah, well produced. We've at from time to time we've had paid advertisers. We have an audience who who shares it, some of them Man. who support us with their dollars, not just with their ears. It's it's pretty cool. I think some of the the support, especially like just unbidden people on Instagram or Twitter shouting out episodes that we've done um as good resources for folks, things like that. That's the best. It's been that's that's always been super encouraging. I mean, and also like some of the some of the loyal just people close to our lives who have even even in like moments of strong disagreement with us continue to listen, continue to come back, continue to interact and that's been really encouraging too. And who show us love. I I got a text the other day and this is cool too. This is Every now and then I'm like, like, are people really listening? Are we really helping people? Like, are we really adding something of value? And then like the other day, uh, we published a new episode and I got a text at like 10 o'clock at night from one of my buddies from college saying like, Hey man, like it's really great to listen. And like, I really appreciate it. It's encouraging. I'm like, that's so cool. Well, shoot. Like, okay. I mean, I have a great time doing most of these, but at a certain point, like these are awesome and I love them. But I mean, at a certain point, it becomes like not only fun, but a commitment. Yeah. And if I, whenever I'm kind of assessing like my time and my efforts and my energies, like the podcast is something I think about nearly every day of the week. Right. And I'm just going like, right. okay. But then like when we get that feedback, it's like, you know what? Like, I'm really glad that it's not just, it's never been just a vanity project. So no, not at all. I'm glad for whatever way we can uh, encourage the body. Yeah. And I'm glad for whatever a that I have encouraged the body, hopefully, through uh, through this medium. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't know what we're going to end up titling the show, if we're going to be <laughs> cute or we're just going to be straightforward with it. But uh, Trevor mentioned earlier, we're a Christian variety show. We have several different formats. We have interviews. We have substantive media where we look at books or films or we do long forms or short form topics. Um, but today is a... A special format, one that it's a one-off. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've uh, never done this one before, so this is uh, this is Trevor's farewell from the substance. It's a one-off episode for one host heading off, heading off, man. It's been it's been a long time. It has been. It's been good. We we've done a lot with the show. What are your? I I don't know. We we didn't want to structure this because it's like, well, what order are we gonna ask what <laughs> questions? But you want to maybe kind of walk the audience through and just like me and you checks like we've talked about this before but kind of yeah. your briefly your decision making process and kind of sure. where your life is at right now well yeah i mean i think i think back to when we started the the show we were in a transition point in our lives right like it was during covid we had just switched up churches that brought us new ministry opportunities new relationships and one new opportunity in the middle of it was the chance to jump back into the podcast and jump back into some topics that were really meaningful. We had started a, a substantive conversation, I hope, uh, around some of these things. Me and you had started talking about stuff, recorded some of our first episodes in 2018. Um, even back then, we we're talking on issues of racial justice and things like that. And man, in the in the middle of 2020 and, and even on into 21, those things were really pertinent. And it was a time where me and Philip, I don't know the listeners might know, but like we've lived our lives, you know, in a way like devoted to ministry in the church. And that's always been something that we've, we've had as like a, a thing that we volunteer our time for and really pour into because discipleship was poured into us. You can see a previous episode on that. And, um, that's even why we had the year and a half break, frankly, was because of our commitment to, yes, the, uh, our responsibilities and roles in our local church at that time. 100%. Exactly. So I think in having having that time where, you know, we were in a transitional period and it was downtime, but we had, you know, we, we were having these these conversations and biblical reflections on things going on in the culture. And the substance was a way to 
engage with people out there with that who were sharing that same concern. And and it was a way to kind of talk through and, and find a community of people and find a voice for a community of people who are maybe in the same place as us. How do we blend these things of social concern and some of the things that we're seeing about the unbiblical aspects of fundamentalism and the church's approach to the world it, when we talk about the majority church, at least in America? And how do we build a community for that people for good for to to make it feel like people belong and and so that's that's where it started for us. Yeah, I mean they say that like with your podcast a lot of times like your audience in a lot of ways mirrors you like Yeah. I can't tell you how many times over the thinking about it now is kind of wild like when we first started the germs of this this was like 5 years ago like right. our right. lives looked very different back then and like my youngest just turned 5. Yeah, this was pre <laughs> Yeah, pre uh pre twenty twenty yeah. with uh COVID and the insurrection and all yeah. of that, like yeah, pre pre all of that. Um and honestly for us, like not that fundamentalism wasn't being questioned, but we were just in a different place. Like we were five years earlier in our journey yeah. of spiritual maturity and life and all that. And I've really enjoyed seeing, like I can't tell you how many messages and comments and emails like hearing from other people who are in that boat so i mean that has meant a lot to me yeah even in in the chapter that we've had so far of like being able to have (laughs) as the brand that we were shooting for like a, a substantive discussion a place for like real talk not just a place for like yeah venting anger or like or like Pat baby hot topics. Or like Pat answers, Jesus Juki takes. Like we yeah. really wanted to look hard information in the face and deal with sources and deal with like, you know what I mean? We wanted to put something together produced well that also had like really good thinking behind it, not just two dudes you never heard of spouting off the mouth. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is because to answer your question of why, what brought about this decision, like, the the substance especially in its season two restart really existed in for me in a time and space where there was kind of a lot of natural circumstances that made a very clear space for the podcast to exist so a, a good like reason for it to exist and a space for it to exist in my life you know what i mean like there was it was almost like it was an outlet for for me you know in in some ways and as COVID kind of died down and life restarted in ways, as work sure. brought me to a new place, as kids got involved in school and there was a new move and church restarted and I started getting re- involved more in church all along the way over the last, I'd say, man, I, you know, this summer it's coming up. I've, I've been in Texas for if I'm doing my math right, I believe two years coming up this That's summer. Wild, yeah. It's it pretty... feels like you kind of just left Kansas City, doesn't it? Like I was talking yeah. with one of our pastor friends not too long ago. He's like, "Man, how's Trev? I I miss that guy." And like, I was like, "Yeah, dude, he's doing good. This and that." And it was just like, because you have been a part of my life forever, yeah. and we visited you, and we Facetime, like we chat, we talk, we do this every week, yeah, or every every so often yeah. to record, to uh, release biweekly. Like you've been a con, like we've still been a constant, but it's like, no, you've been gone. You've been building your life in Texas for two years. Yeah. Yeah. And so and your life is different than it was here. It it sure is. And like, the thing is, I, I come back to what you were saying earlier about commitment. Like I really, as the editor of the podcast, as well as one of the hosts, like commitment has been a hard part of, you know, this journey, right. This, this whole time, because let me say shout out to you right now. Like (laughs) we, I can't, I have gotten so many compliments from other people. Some of them who like are podcasting editors and like people who really know their stuff. Like your guys show sounds good. Like it sounds expensive. Like, what do you guys do? I was like, I don't know, Trevor. He's great. $200 USB microphones with pop filters on a, Drum stand. Sorry, I'm giving away the secret sauce here with and whatever compression applied to Logic is. Pro. Yeah, Logic. But I mean, the like, end. you make it sound good. And whatever you do, I'm gonna need to freaking figure something <laughs> out. No, but like that's that is work. Not only do you have mm-hmm. to prep for the show, take the hour out, 
16, 90 minutes yeah. to record, do intros, outros, buffers, whatever. And then you have to yeah. edit on top of that. And I think that's and the thing. Thank God we're not a weekly show anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's part of the that's part of the reason we went from weekly to bi-weekly was just as other commitments squeezed in, as other things um kind of continue to come up in life and there was new priorities and new things with with being involved in our community here and getting plugged into the community here. Um it, it really meant that I had to find new ways to continue to make the time for, for the podcast. And so sure, that's part of the reason we did that. And um, also along the way, one of the things that's kind of really behind the scenes is like I had to get faster editing. I mean, the, the time I take on editing an episode now versus He's very, the time like I take on like episode be- 12 a real perfectionist and you used to craft the heck out of them. I I would spend still a lot amazing. of time. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would rearrange like people don't know, like we were we were unapologetically an edited show and it wasn't to me editing was part of the creation process. And yeah. so, I mean, we could almost do a whole thing on that, but I don't want to. Um <laughs> but like I would rearrange whole conversations, you know, if it if I felt like it made it flow better, if I felt like it was actually truer to the to the truth of the conversation we we're bringing out that I would listen better. Like I would I would rearrange it, you know, if we got to an intro point that would help somebody understand material in the 40th minute, I'd move it and I would cut it out. I would move it to the 15th minute so that by the time people got it, you know, into that other material, they had already heard that intro point, you know, instead of it being at yeah. the end, you know, over time, some of that stuff had to go, um, just to make more time for the, and make sure that I could still uphold the commitment. And so, yeah, I think we just finally got to a point in life where really to, to be involved in my community the way I want to, in a, in a way, like there are people who will, who will have substantive conversations on Christian topics in the podcast world. But, you know, not in the same way, it's not as easy for um, the worship pastor at my local church to find, you know, subs for worship leading. Or there's only so many guys, like there's guys in the church who are on the preaching team. I get to, you know, I'm blessed to be a part of that team. And uh, and thanks for sending me the uh, the new one the other day. Maybe, hey, do you want us to, is that just... You want to throw those in the show notes, maybe, <laughs> for the final? <laughs> uh, do, yeah, people are, I guess, welcome to. I've never really, I, I think one thing we've always done with the shows, we've never really tied our church into it, um, just in case oh, okay. the church didn't we agree with to. everything that we said on here. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> the, we went through that already. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. want to do that again. But, um, no, I mean, if somebody no, if somebody's super to. curious... DM Philip. If somebody, yeah, if somebody really wants to see <laughs> Trevor, so me, I will see it for another year. <laughs> That's true. If you DM Trevor, he may never see it. Sometimes I send him something on Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> Sometimes you days do go by, and then I'll text him, "Hey, did you see that?" He'd be like, "What? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. What is that joke? I don't know what that is. What I was going on. I just... That's why they have a. Sh- you just got to know where to find people. Yeah, but exactly. you can DM me on the substance. Uh, uh, accounts and so I'll, see it. I'll respond but anyway you know that's the ultimate answer of why is just you know for the family for the community for you know all the things that i really want to i really feel like the lord is calling me to spend my time in um that just ultimately edged out from a priority standpoint um doing this awesome work and and hanging out you know with you the listeners as cool as that is you know I'll still be around. I can interact on social media, things like that. And obviously any listeners in town, this probably means that I'll be spending more time with you. So you're probably and, stoked. I mean, <laughs> Charles still exists. We're still very close. Whatever, whatever I figure out going forward, yeah. I'm sure with uh, the networking, I'll be like, Hey Trevor, I got so-and-so coming on. Like you, you, you may hear Trevor <laughs> as a guest, a guest host For in the future, sure. perhaps. I'm I'm sure I, my arm can be twisted to to participate on a on a. Oh, you don't have to, but I mean, like, <laughs> but if I get some super dope guests no, that I know you love, I'm not. I'm gonna speaking tongue in cheek, and anyway. like surprise, Trevor. But yeah, anyway, so. I'm sure I'll hear about the editing from Trevor when he's out. He'd be like, ah, good job, sucker. You no. get, and the thing about me too that needs editing is like how uh, how long winded I am. 
on answers. Well, sometimes. hey, man, th- this episode is actually all yours. So I don't. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, hey, Trev, I need to hit the hand raise button on the record session. Be like, gotta, gotta say, but this episode is about you. About so, um, yeah, I think anybody. I think that's a good picture of where you are. I think anybody who has listened for any amount of time with any empathy, yeah, that that makes total sense. And I'm excited for all the other things like. Yeah. The podcast is a a real thing, and it's always awesome to hear about the real good things that it does. But we've always said, like, this isn't your local church. Yeah. Like, this isn't the end all be all, and we're not chasing, like, like, we want to build a good platform to do something good. But the goal isn't to, like, hey, check out our platform that we, yeah, that we built. Aren't we so great? Like. It's been an interesting line sometimes with some of the things we've got to do. Like, yeah, it's so interesting. Like in our real life conversation, you'd be like, "Oh, what are you up to? What are your hobbies? Yeah. Oh, you have a podcast." And we're like, "Yeah, like we just got to talk to Esau McCulley. Almost nobody knows who that is, but yeah. like, the people that do, they'd be like, oh, wow, like really? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah, we've had like Jamar Tisby and Karen Swallow Pryor and Propaganda. It's like, oh, wow. Like there's this lady I love in my church and um, when she found out that we had Robert P. Jones on, she was like, oh, my goodness, you talked to Robert P. Jones. I can't believe she would like multiple weeks. We'd come up. I can't believe that you talked to like literally be like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Two weeks later from the first time that I mentioned it, she'd be like, I still can't believe that. You I mean, honestly, for me, like we've talked to so many people that have meant a lot to me over the course of my life. But I remember like he was an early one. I feel like he was on episode maybe even 20. Yeah, it was in the 20s, I think. For me, because I'm the guy who pushes and grows the show, like I'm the the Our promo uh, director. Yeah, I, I run all the social media. I have all the relationships with the uh, the publishers and the people who send us books and try to get their authors on the show, stuff like that. I heard, and you did too. Like we heard Robert P. Jones like talking to Terry Gross, and we're like. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to talk to us? And I'm sure COVID helped that he's just sitting at home. But it's like I think he was hey, uh, 19, actually. Episode he's, 90. He's, That's crazy. It, and the, but I remember yeah. when I got the email from I think it was him directly, not even his team, going, "Yeah, I'd love to talk to you guys." And I made a oh joke, like a self-deprecating joke, and he's like, "Yeah, like Terry Gross's like audience is important because he was just on Fresh Air." Yeah. But it's like your guys's audience, like the the conservative church like because that's where we were coming out of it's like they need to hear this that's like and what and a great heart like to you know people it's not like oh you're like you're this piddly new show yeah. on episode 19 that nobody's ever heard of that's the thing like i was reading something the other day i no actually i was reading in uh gospel comes to the house key and uh rosaria butterfield was talking about her testimony some and how she wanted to be this was before she was saved, but how she wanted to be honest and respectful in her scholarship. Like she wanted to write a book on how the religious right was, you know, wrong and backwards about, you know, the LGBT movement or whatever. And to do that, like she wanted to connect with a pastor and she, she respected and took seriously her opponents, like intellectually. And that actually ended up leading her to faith in Christ. And like, I think that there's some common grace and out there in the media, like it's really easy to like create these caricatures on both sides of, you know, of people and, and their intentions. And it's like, here's a guy who sure. just genuinely wants to connect with people he thinks will be helped by his message. Like, or even like the, what can level. you offer me? Like not in a crummy way, like Trevor's talking about things on his time. Like I've had that before. Cause I'm out pushing it all the time. I've done plenty of other people's shows, but sometimes someone will be like, Hey, can you come on my show? And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm nobody, but he was right. just like, yeah, there's this huge platform, important book. And so anyway, so, I wow. don't even know how we got on that. Tangent. I don't know. It's just interesting. Uh, we were, we were talking oh, about you're the lady in your church, <laughs> yeah, like our yeah. real, how our real lives intersect with the podcast. So funny. I love that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's always fun. And it, it is, it's always been interesting. People are like, when people ask, oh, what do you do outside of work? And it's like, <laughs> well, you know, I've got two kids and a wife and go to church. And yeah, I guess, you know, I have a podcast. Well, you have a podcast, you know, <laughs> I kind of downplay it. So you're, you're introvert working on the computer a lot. I am, I'm in sales and marketing. I do a ton mm-hmm. of networking. Like when the podcast comes up, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have a podcast. Cause the joke's like, oh, everybody's got a podcast. Got and a podcast. like, but yeah, we're, in the 100s and we we've been doing it for a long time but still like 
because I'm in the professional settings I'm in sometimes I don't want to get into like super huge like faith and politics discussions oh, like sure. yeah. at a happy hour event. <laughs> so, like oh what are you someone's like oh someone told me you had a podcast yeah the last one we did was yeah you're a political church is really political that was a great guy. like i'm not trying to break that out uh, on the top golf when we're talking about right our businesses yeah you know you're in like some hypersensitive pc work environment yeah you know check out our, our latest episode on sexual ethics <laughs> yeah but you probably should though you should you probably have <laughs> probably have if you're listening to this we appreciate it um so looking back um i mean i like to briefly like how would you because i feel like we maybe even did this at episode like 100 maybe kind of looking back like hmm. what are your reflections and i know you haven't maybe had a whole lot of lead time on this but reflections from back in 2018 when we were brainstorming to now how do you think how do you think we did how do you think you've done like for what you set out to do and what we set out to do i remember we we met at your house a bunch we met a couple times at a coffee shop just sketching it out how do you think we we did with what uh, we set out to do with the substance podcast i think we've done well, at least, I mean, it's hard to say, oh, we've done really well or whatever. Like, of course, I think so. But yeah, like, I think we achieved what we were setting out to do, which was to bring a perspective that was fresh and biblical and relevant, but yet timeless on things that were going on. And I think we've hit that in ways where, you know, as topics come up, I think about, honestly, this is silly, but like our episode on swearing and like, I've gone back to that. Like that's, that it was a well researched, really well thought out and timeless episode like that. And, and I think for a lot of our episodes and maybe nearly all of our episodes have these things that I keep going back to these thoughts that we formed along the way and we're able to put out there. And so it ends up being a resource, you know? Um, where you're able to go back and our systemic racism episode, like if you have somebody in your life who's like questioning whether that's even a real thing, like I'd recommend that as a resource to anybody. Like that's, it's, it's very accessible. It's very winsome. Like it doesn't assume everybody already agrees with the premise and it presents fairly, I would say just reasoned out things. You know what I mean? So I like when I, when I thought about the substance and what we wanted to do, it was like, we wanted to have the kind of conversations that anybody, whether Christian or non-Christian, would want to have about the church and about things in the church, but you would never see necessarily talked about in Sunday school. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was that was part of the thing that we wanted to do. It wasn't the whole thing, right? We want us to talk about movies, but I think that that fits in, you know, because movies bring up the different topics and present the information in, in different and fresh ways. That... Well, in books too. Yeah. Like truth. Not, and, and it not was us, like, in you a, know, like in a bullheaded, like mm-hmm. closed minded way, but it's like truth and beauty. Yeah. Like what, what is true? What is good? Like, and like specifically, like how does that relate to the important things that are shaping our culture? Yeah. I think um, both the pastors at my church um, had listened to our manipulative servant tactics episode <laughs> as an example. <laughs> so that's a, that's a funny one. <laughs> Actually, as what he was like, he's like, I, I said a Greek word up there. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. You weren't using it in a manipulative way. So it's fine. That's funny. Wow. So, okay. Um, the next, maybe like looking back, I know you mentioned some of the guests and feel free to share any specific reflections there, but whether it's guests, whether it's books we've looked at, authors we've talked to, reflects, topic toss-ups, like what are some of the um, episodes or segments mm. that really stick out to you as impactful, important, like forming for yourself. Yeah. Um, maybe feedback you've gotten. I know you read all the emails. I'm more of the social media DMs guy, but like what are some of the the standout episodes in our 125 episode run? Yeah. Um when I think about some of our standout episodes, we had some we had I think we had a lot that 
were really rich conversations. And then we had even some that like surprised me. Like y'all Phillips out here on social media, he's connecting with all sorts of people. I've never heard of these folks. Like <laughs> this is a real, this is just real talk. And it's, it's awesome. Like Philip is excited about something that they're doing or something that a he's spiritual seen. Gift. Yeah. And like, and so he's kind of like, not just promoting that in, in the substance, but he's kind of promoting it internally as well. Um, to me and um i i think that there's definitely cases where i'm blown away um by our conversation you know as far as the folks that i was really excited to get and exceeded my expectations like you know i i mentioned kyle strobel uh off the top and his just to talk with him is is almost uh encounter shepherding it feels like you know yeah those were both very like I mean, and we've talked about this before, but both of those episodes were very just like, yeah, almost like little like mini therapy sessions, and like they were very ministerial and very like I felt very ministered to at the end of those conversations. Yeah. I've and I've gone back and re-listened to them, and they are they're they're rich and they're tender and they're sweet. They're very wonderful episodes. Yeah, but I mean, um, I, I'm thinking about episodes we really had like just a fun time with guests um and i've had some hannah chow over from solo network i'm just kind of scrolling through her guests like that was that was fun like the the couple episodes we required you would have never known who she was super great our conversation with eric nevins too was like a uh like surprise hit for me yeah i remember you're like who is this guy philip he he runs your christian podcasting group like okay okay okay. neat (laughs) so yeah and 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 if these were ones that maybe listeners weren't familiar with and and had skipped like go back and check those out like we had really fun fun conversations with those folks and there's others i could say for sure but i i think you get the idea the other guess i i would say just a shout out um was one of our earliest like aspirational guests we were like man We'll have achieved everything we want to almost with the with the substance if we get this guest on, and that was Brett McCracken early on, right? It was like yeah, that was that was our first guest, yeah. And like, it was amazing because didn't he say yes before we even had anything out on the feed? Well, because I have had a relationship with him for a long time on the like Facebook. Like I used to read his things and email him feedback, like way back in the day. Yeah. And so I me- I emailed him before we launched saying, hey man, we're doing a new podcast. Um, eventually we're going to start doing like a series of them looking at movies called Substantive Cinema. And we think that we'll probably do Tree of Life early on. And I know you love it. We'd love it. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to talk about Terrence Malick. And likely, if nothing has fallen through, we'll have added one more and we will have had four Terrence Malick episodes and then Minari. So we'll have had five uh, movie episodes with Brett McCracken likely by the time this airs. Very generous with us with this time. It's, it's been pretty awesome. And the other one I was going to, I was just thinking of, you know, one of our favorite Christian podcasts, one of the best produced Christian podcasts, if not the best produced Christian podcasts out there was love thy neighborhood is love thy neighborhood. Mm-hmm. and the Enneacast, and when Jesse Eubanks said yes to come on, and how just that kind awesome. he has been to us, um, to the show, caring. And we got to return the favor recently. He, yeah, he, you know, we talked about his book. He came on and talked about his book. It was really awesome. But, like, you know, that that to me was just, it meant a lot. That Do you remember when we first got... The way he's, he's it, cared. Yeah. Jesse was one of the first ones to on his main feed, because usually people will either tweet or share in their Instagram stories. Hey, I was a guest on the substance. Yeah. He was the first person to like post the show on his main feed. Yeah. Like yes. he's a guy you and I have appreciated since episode yeah. one of Love Thy Neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I, I mean I don't want to turn this into a guest you know parade where we where you get them no, all no, no. because if it gets super long then it's like well who are we leaving out and that's not fair but i sure. i did i do want to i did want to shout out jesse um because yeah the just how kind he's been to the show 
and to us and cared about us as individuals, uh, not just as a podcast, like in, in the messages that we've got behind the scenes. So yeah, just big shout out to him and, and may the Lord continue to bless the work that he's involved in over there uh, at Sojourn and at uh, Love Thy Neighborhood. He's doing great work out there. And I think honestly, one of the most early influences in my thinking and my Christian thinking would be him in that show. Oh yeah. You know, because like when I first saw some that of whole, his like, biblical, episodes, thoughtful human, like we didn't steal that from them, but like that ethos that like having it be biblical, mm-hmm. but also very thoughtful and like truly human. Like yeah. that, that is definitely us being disciples of kind of their model. A little yeah. Bit. Cause like when I, when I first saw their episodes of like, where the gospel meets homelessness, which if you never listened to that episode over at Love of Thy Neighborhood, do yourself a favor, cue that up right after this. But like my thought going into it before I'd listened to a minute of it was like, ah, oh, let's see what these liberals think, you know, <laughs> back then before I owned that, that label, you know, like, yeah. yeah, let's see how these, these progressive guys, you know, kind of fudge on the gospel. And, but then you listen to them, they're, no, they're rock solid, conservative Bible interpreting like and believing christians who just i don't know have read the parts of the bible that says that we should care for our neighbors and and love them and like actually think about the situations that that means and what it would mean to take action on it like it was just super convicting ultimately and um showed me a different way to do biblical like a a bible-centered ministry like to to steal a phrase from a late friend would be uh, t- doing God's business God's way, you know, it showed me a different way to approach that, that whole mindset. No, that's really good. So what about, I mean, I know you talked a little bit about Kyle, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything, any like lessons or nuggets? I know you said you went back to the cursing one as well, but like, what are, shoot, are, are there any particular topics where like in preparing for those episodes, whether it be a reflex or a topic toss up or like an interview or a film where you felt like, oh, no, like I really learned and grew through preparing for and or doing that episode? Yeah, I think um, one that sticks out to me is Cal Strobel's uh, book on prayer. Uh, and just reading that and um, some of what he was saying about how we get in our own heads on prayer. And it's like prayer becomes in our, in our minds, like we're almost holding up a mirror to ourselves in it. And we're trying to make sure we look good as we're doing it, even if we pray privately, you know. Yeah. Um, that there's ways that that we approach prayer in that way instead of coming to God in full honesty. And like one example he gave was like the way we beat ourselves up over our minds wandering in prayer. Um, and he's like, well, your mind wandering in prayer is actually just a indicator of where your heart and mind is is really at. And that's really where you are in that moment. And you need to bring that to God too. And so like beating ourselves up over it is actually a form of us basically saying we're we're basically reinforcing to ourselves that prayer is a kind of this this right action that we need to um conform to and and make sure we get it exactly right rather than a conversation with God. And so it's actually funny that in doing that we actually are kind of in a way, getting away from the essence of what prayer is. And that, you know, just some of those insights there uh, just, you know, really blew me away. And and are things that, the reason why it's almost hard to answer it as like something that I've really learned is that I'm still learning it. You know what I mean? Like it's something that I don't feel like I've applied that really well. I feel like I've got a ways to go on the journey um, from that. But yeah, that one, that's the one that sticks out to me the most. I know that uh, you probably read and listen to audiobooks more than I do, and I, I do the movie thing more than you do. What would you say are maybe of the authors we've interviewed or the movies we've covered, maybe standouts? I don't want to say favorites because like, we've mm-hmm. covered a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't think 
other than maybe Interstellar. We haven't really covered any duds. JK, JK. Dude, wasn't Interstellar one of our <laughs> best performing substance cinemas? No. It's not. It's it had a really there. good. No, no, no. It, it had a really good first week or two, but it, it, I don't know if it had the legs of some of our others because it or didn't was have it guests. Ince- Did we do Inception? We did do Inception. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, I blame that on you anyway, but um, no, to answer your question. <laughs> Books and films that we've covered yeah. that are particularly fond yeah, yeah, experiences yeah. or... I'll give you one of each. I'll give you one of each. Um, okay. Reading While Black. Uh, For sure. We had... Golly, how great was that conversation? Yeah, we had, we had Isama Koli on to talk about Lent, and actually that book's really good too. But Reading While Black was one that I listened to and I read twice. So I listened to it once. I read the book twice. Um, once on a digital copy. I listened copy. to it twice. I've taken it in in like three different media forms. Because I, like I listened to it. I read it in a digital form. And then I have the physical book. And I, and I read it and marked it up. Jeez. It's been super impactful. Uh, and it's something that um, really helped me see the, the Bible in fresh ways. That has been really good. Really, really good for my biblical interpretation. Really good for my growth as a student of the word and as a follower of Jesus. So that's one. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to give that book any more of a reendorsement <laughs> for you guys out there. Go get Reading While Black. We've had it, it was so good. on discounts forever. I think you can probably still get it from some one discount or another through IVP. Right? They probably have something up there, even probably. if it's not from us. But yeah, go get that. So film and the film that sticks out to me and it always comes back that I come back to that I would not have watched had it not been for the show. Let me give you two actually. And they're I'm so excited. Okay. Let me give better. you two. Let me give you two. Cause, cause they go together in ways. They're both Malik tree of life and a, a hidden life. Nice. Those two films, because um, tree of life really helped me to see kind of this, uh, this way of, communicating without language it's a very non-standard cinematic yeah. experience that the general public like it didn't perform well with the general public yeah so there's no reason that you would have even known it existed yeah and i think it gave me a different idea of what a christian film could be yes and it, and it makes me it makes me contemplate like it, it it really makes you meditate honestly but the the first one i was gonna say first and foremost was a hidden life nice and um, A Hidden Life is powerful. I mean, it's just so powerful. It's accessible. And our quote that we have on our Hidden Life episode, where we run some movie audio at the beginning, that whole section about I paint a, um, what does he say? Comfortable a Christ? A comfortable Christ, yeah. Wow. Is that what it is? I'll play it right now. The magic of editing, you never know. <clears throat> I gotta clear you can my even throat. Drop it in there. You can even drop it in this episode if you want it to get fancy yeah, with just it. Get more editing. <laughs> when did we do Hidden Life? Before Minari on our relaunch. Before Minari. Before Interstellar. No, it was our first Hidden Life. There's our six. first one in our relaunch. Six. Here it is. Here we go. I paint the tombs of the prophets. I help people look up from those pews and dream. They look up and they imagine that if they lived back in Christ's time, they wouldn't have done what the others did. They would have murdered those whom they now adore. I paint all this suffering, but I don't suffer myself. I make a living of it. What we do is just create sympathy. We create, we create admirers. Don't create followers. Christ's life is a demand. We don't want to be reminded of it. So we don't have to see what happens to the truth. Darker time is coming. And men will be more clever. They won't fight the truth. 
So just ignore it. I paint their comfortable Christ with a halo over his head. How can I show what I haven't lived? Someday I might have the courage to venture, not yet. Someday I'll, I'll paint the true Christ. But to watch this okay, again tonight. Okay, okay. That line right there where he says, you know, I, I paint the tombs of the prophets, which for a biblically like literate person calls your mind immediately to Matthew 23. You know, woe to you Pharisees, whitewashed tombs. Like they, they paint, you paint the tombs of prophets, you decorate them. And you think, you know, had I lived in that time, and he's he's literally directly taking that and putting it into the words of this man's this painter's mouth in not like Nazi occupied Austria, and he says they look up from those pews and they imagine that if they had lived in their time in the saints' time, they wouldn't have done as the others did, and that's it. I mean, that is that is exactly the sentiment that paralyzes the church against fascist forces both then and yeah. now and and it's such a powerful line and it's literally scripture and and it actually in film it sposits that text exactly i mean without being pre by being a beautiful film and telling a yeah. such a wrenching human like true story yeah exactly and without being like a sermonette and like a clunky like, and then they found Jesus and everything was cool. Right. And I mean, it's that same truth that we found in, in books like White Too Long with Robert P. Jones and other things. Like, it's really just applications of Matthew 23, but like to see it in there and hear it and, and it put in this context of this painter who's, who's painting the tombs, the prophets, he's saying like, oh, it's, yeah. And, and he does talk about uh, the comfortable Christ in that section. Anyway, just go watch the film. It's amazing. I could go on and on about it. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm glad you liked that one. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, man. Sorry we didn't get uh, get your boy Eric Foner before he was done doing yeah. uh, interviews. That was a bummer. Hey, you that know, was one I was trying to get for you. It's all right. It's all right. Maybe, uh, maybe one of these days you'll you'll get Eric Foner. You know, maybe he'll he'll have some time on his hands and decide he wants to wants to maybe do another interview or two and, and you invite me back on. Yeah. I mean, the, the reconstruction time is such a really interesting time in American history and so many like different spiritual lessons and like formative to the place where we minister and live today. And so like he's America's like expert on that time. He also consulted for one of my favorite like war slash history movies of free state of Jones which is funny, like... Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. He was the history okay. consultant for that movie. Yeah. You know what's funny is, like, sometimes I'll be driving back and forth on an I-10 through Mississippi, and you go through Pascagoula, and every time we go into it, I say to the car, we're entering the free state of Jones. Does <laughs> your every, wife every just time. love that every time? Every time, yeah. She, she knows who <laughs> she married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, is there, I mean, is anything else? Like, what do you imagine truly in like uh, six months from now? What do you think it's going to look like here? <laughs> oh, you think I, do you think I will I have, have no uh, idea. made a mess of it? I have no idea. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not even sure. What, I think what you have options, like. man. Like, I, think, I do. I think you will do something, you know, that makes sense for you that you want to do with it. Um, and I have no idea what that'll look like, but. I'll say this. I'll say this on there because I really believe this. I don't think you've hit your ceiling in the podcast world. Like I think the the levels to which that this format jives with you and your skill set and your ability to network. Like I think that there is a lot of great work in this space that you have less left to do. And I think your ceiling in this space is in a way a lot higher than mine and not necessarily to be comparative in a native way, but I honestly think that, um, you've, you've got skills and talents that, um, 
have have even yet to be fully realized and fully tapped in this in this space. So that's my that's my thought on Thanks, that. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Hey, no worries. Like life's just been a busy time. My youngest just had a birthday. My grandma's having health issues, work. Mm. Like I have been in the back of my head going like, I know I need to really brainstorm. Like, I don't want to, I, it's nice that we're bi-weekly mm-hmm. and have got some in the can. Um, but this will ostensibly be your final episode with you. So I still need, I've got a couple lined up for just me to record, but then I need to figure out what to do with those recordings. <laughs> and then actually like a game plan going forward of what's it going to be? What's the format? What it's, what's it going to look like? Do you want all that on I there? Just, I just haven't had the time. I don't care. Okay, cool. I just haven't had the time to uh, sit down with like a cup of coffee and a notepad and like actually sketch that out. So listeners, oh. if anyone listens in real time, they can be praying for <laughs> just the wisdom in that. Cause like if asking somebody to join you, in a podcasting endeavor is not a small thing. It's For sure. The way we do it. A lot of people like fart out after six episodes yeah. and don't keep doing it. But like thinking about, okay, like what would I want in a co-host? Do I want to run a solo show? Not necessarily, but like if I have a co-host, golly, like <laughs> I, I don't know anyone else that I've known my whole life. Yeah. That's that I'm a great fit with. So like, I just got to figure that crap out. Sure. For sure. I yeah I know that whatever you figure out and on whatever timeline it you know it takes to get things settled like I think the sky's the limit and I think people would do well to pay attention. I I appreciate that man. So I guess here uh, shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> the, Just kidding. I think I think when Trevor's first... least favorite segment, like we we introduced that in episode like, like four or five. No, I was like, oh, Trevor, this would be a cool. I actually thing think to it do. was episode eleven that we we uh, oh, introduced. That far? I think it was yeah. I knew it was in our. It was in season one, era. but it was towards the end of season season one okay. that we did that, and uh, I got really excited about it because honestly, as a new show <laughs> that nobody knew about, I'd be like, well, "We can tag all these people on our posts, exactly, and, and engage I was with like, them." I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I'm not really. I don't know. It wasn't just that, but also like send our our listeners. Here's a cool book. Here's a I've cool never not album. struggled with it. I've never. <laughs> I don't know if listeners, probably longtime <laughs> listeners of the show, have have that very well known uh but i've never not struggled with that with that particular segment which is our only segment and (laughs) the other episodes we have left to record of your run those are guest episodes so your (laughs) shout outs are done you are safe boom Um, slid into home made it final uh any final reflections man i do i do have reflections and like i guess what i want people to like if i left anything out there like in in the episodes that we talked about like the the 120 something episodes out there like what are some of the key things that i would love people to to take away from that time like walk away with and i think it's really that i mean a the bible's true and because of that it matters a lot the world that we live in like it matters to know what's going on and and how the bible interacts with that and i think we've always wanted to think through things and not just take the culture that we were handed and that's the thing is like we've always felt like in the church the culture is presented as something out there that's different from the church and we for we fail to realize how the church that we're familiar with itself is a culture that's handed to us that may or may not be biblical and needs to be challenged. Um, and I think that's an idea that when I present to Christians, they they usually are like, Whoa, I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. Um, but I think that that's one of the main things I try to think of. And the other thing is that like, we have to think of the where of the church, you know, where are we? What is its history? Who are it? Who are, the people of our community. Um, you know, why do we draw the lines the way that we do? Is that right? What does that imply for what we are likely to struggle with sin-wise? What does it imply about what ideologies we're, we might be quick to imbibe? You know, whether that's nationalism, patriotism, racism, 
um, you know, other things, whether it's, you know, loose, loose sexual morals, whether it's, you know, loose, loose morality around our language, whether it's whatever, you know, like what, what about our culture is causing us to, because of the air we breathe, um, not see, you know, the things that we're used to and, and how can we be more aware of those by understanding our history, understanding our place, understanding, um, the people around us. And then how do we administer to that? Right. How do we care about that? Um, and I think that's what we've always tried to do here, right? Like, that's why we always come back to the theology of place. That's why we always come back to, um, the love of neighbor and things like that, because we are embodied people. Like that is, you know, that's essential to how God made us. Yeah. I feel like the theology of place playlist would be like 100 or 100 or more. Yeah. Like that is something I feel like that's maybe the biggest through line. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Cause like, Oh yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked like social justice and like, that was a big thing, but I really think a lot of it does go yeah. back to like being embodied people, not just souls trying to be purified or exactly. intellectual theological beings trying to get like the most correct thoughts. Yeah. Like an embodied life. Cause I think that's the thing. Like, and the church, as I've experienced it, like the, the things that I felt like, needed biblical correction were the ways that we view ourselves detached from the place that we're in. Um, yeah. And I think because of that, we, we lose any biblical critique on our culture, any biblical critique on, for example, suburbia, on industrialization, on capitalism, on oh, the yeah. way we practice democracy to like all of these things. Like we, the, the church either, a like just considers its people like you said like disembodied souls that you know we can just refine our thoughts into glory um instead of actual human beings that yeah um are a whole person that that needs sanctification or b like you just really live an unexamined life like just don't think about this stuff and like i just think that the biblical truth is important enough to apply to all of these things because if if we just don't think about the world if we if that's a you know what i mean if like that is something that the church is committed to that like we don't really need to think about all this stuff that goes on in the world and the systems and everything basically what we do is we give the enemy a guaranteed tool against the church right like a, a unopposed tool against the church like oh well if you just go ahead yeah, and exactly. introduce all of these evils through systems over time then all the Oof. church is pre-committed to not thinking about the way their societies run so yeah like you know what i mean yeah i do and 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 i yeah and i know we've that, had like, those conversations with people and i know it's hard because it feels intellectual and it feels uh, you know abstract and etc but like no, like when you really start to think about some of these things, they really do impact how you practice your faith. Like whether or not we take care of low wage workers impacts how people, those people in particular, will be able to serve in churches, which impacts how you'll be able to take care of the needy in your church, which impacts your witness to the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like these things have impacts yes. that matter. And we can't just sweep all of it under the rug and say, pray, read your Bible and get involved here, you know, until we're blue in the face and just ignore everything that's yep. going on around us because the Lord put us somewhere. See, if we had a soundboard, that would be where like you'd clap and have, have the hype man going right <laughs> yeah. there. That's what's up. Cause, and so that's what we mean by, by place like God put us somewhere and that yep. somewhere has a history, has systems that affect it, has, has government, has politics, has, community has all of these things pre-existing and it matters to you as a believer because that's why you're there and not just in, just everywhere you know yeah uh so anyway i think that is those that is the key concepts that that i think that i would i love people to to take away from it is that where you are matters and these these systems and everything that we like to just let be in the background dig into them you know and i'd say at the end of the day 
and this is something that I've just really recently been confronted by in the text myself. So I'm preaching myself right here is don't let it get you down though. Um, For sure. God's in control of it. God is doing wonderful things. And even though a lot of, and even some of the stuff, Phil, we talk about on the podcast that's like super dark and like, um, you know, sometimes depressing. We're talking about, hey, we get this wrong. We get this wrong. But there's so much that the Lord is doing through, um, you know, what is it? They say God uses bent sticks to make straight lines. Um, sure. God uses broken people to do the work of his healing. Uh, and, you know, that doesn't mean we shouldn't think through it and do better. But it also means that we we serve a powerful God who is bigger than our failures. And that should be a reason for hope. Amen. Well, man, it's been uh, it's been a really good run here with you. Thanks, bro. Um, I really appreciate all the time I've had with you and uh, listeners. I appreciate all the time that you've come by and and listen to us think through stuff. And I, if listeners want to send Trevor any final messages or DMs or emails, send them to me. I'll I'll make sure that they yeah. get get over to I'd love them. To, any yeah, and if you want encouragements, like, words of thanks, whatever. Twitter is great too. Like yeah, I'm sure you'll put up like a You're still on Twitter? I I, oh, I definitely yeah, check I'm Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. Like you'll have a Twitter episode like I'd love if if people are still on it. But yeah, if if you want to send anything one off, yeah, like um send them some of the substance and I'll, I'll still get them. Nice. Uh, you can contact the substance at the substance pod. <laughs> yeah, let's transition. At no, the substance is still gonna go. So yeah. yeah. Substancepod at gmail.com. Trevor, I don't have it off the top. You want to hit them with the voicemail if they wanna Yeah, you wanna leave uh, I mean you can always record a voice note and email it. Yeah, maybe which is record fine. a voice note and send it to the email but, is the best but, way to But get you a can good audio. you can call our phone line, leave a voice uh voice message at nine one three seven zero three three eight eight three. Boom. Tell a friend. This might be a weird one to show them. Maybe pick one of our uh, past guest episodes that we've mentioned previously. If you're texting to a friend, it'd be weird. out of the blue. Hey, this podcast I like. One of their hosts is leaving. You should listen to this one first. Uh, yeah, baby. Knowing I don't their know. show at all. Why not? If that happens, let us know. I Tell would, us what they say. I would love to hear. Yeah, like <laughs> you know what you found compelling about it. Like that would be great. Um, yeah, we did summarize some stuff. Maybe it's a, a good way For to sure. get into it in that way. Hey, man. If you're new here. That, and that's what I it. always told you. I, I, I was probably annoying with episode. you with the uh, the Stan Lee rule when we first started. I was like, hey, man, every episode is going to be somebody's first episode. We need to, like, yep. make it make it a hook and not just, like, obviously we're going to, like, the nature of our show is we build on the ideas, yeah. but each episode's got to be standalone. We, uh, yeah, and, and if hopefully listeners realize, and that's why you're here, that, like, this we've always been super intentional like it's never been just get in front of a mic hit record and see what happens like there's yeah. always there's always been a plan even sometimes if it's a last minute plan there's always been a plan and there's always been like really like clear guiding lights and principles for the kind of experience we wanted to create and so um yeah just appreciate y'all going along with us on the journey um even if that journey has just been for the last hour or so I wasn't going to mention support, but if you guys want to support the show, sure. cash app at dollar sign the substance pot or at the anchor link in the show notes, I was going to try to uh, get some press passes to cover South by Southwest uh, next year. So I thought I could come see it. Hey, there you go. I'm in town for that. Yeah, for sure, dude. That's a little bit of culture and Trevor. And if I figure if I could, depending on where it is, if I could crash, I could save some money. Um, See the you could you could probably away. crash at my place and then uh take the train down to downtown and heck yeah either train. either transfer train. to a bus that's wild or... that texas is working on some public transportation we have so I, I could go long on hey, we're like we can, talk about, we can talk about that later hey, believers should care about all the things about where they're at including no i'm sure the transit versus highway oriented a... development no i think we'll talk about public transit probably um in the future if we stay on a regular schedule which i hope we do yeah the the type of development in your city matters for your church so after okay this is going late i, don't I just want i just this. want to tell people that after our a political episode yeah Maybe we mentioned something 
about city planning and I had a listener reach out saying, Hey, like I know a city planner that like has done like really important work if you want to talk to him. So we may have a line on that. Yeah. That's really I cool for the listeners or you. Yes. <laughs> love that. Or cut that out. Cause we're running long. Whatever. Um, or I guess 10 minutes of that was nothing at the beginning before we actually recorded. True. Anyway, man, love you. I'm not really going to miss you, but I'm going to miss you on here every week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, once again, my name's Trevor saying so long. And I'm Philip saying see you next time. On The Substance. No, I'm uh, I'm racking my brain. You I don't have a team me up for uh, any. Oh, did you want to leave that for the end? Any final reflections? Yeah, on the time? we're not going to do shout outs. Okay, cool. Thank you. I was going to make a joke. I, was, I might still do that. Just be like, All right, Trevor, shout outs. <laughs> like, oh, no, not again. <laughs> no. Um, I forgot what I was going to say.